Hello and welcome to Caverns and Krakens, an almost family-friendly D&D actual play podcast. I'm joined today by... Formerly known as Mr. Pickles, currently known as Pablo Escafrog. With an uncanny ability to blend in effortlessly among the aquatic flora and fauna, Pablo moves through a marshy terrain like a shadow, his vibrant green skin offering the perfect camouflage. To some, he's a mythical creature, a whisper in the reeds. But to those <laughs> seeking a taste of his elusive wares, he is the gateway to a world of mystical experiences. Wow. I would like one Pablo Escofrog, please. Yes. <laughs> Coming right up. <laughs> Bo Wright as Momo Walker, but right now he's going by the fake alias Bobo Walker. <laughs> That's right. All of his fake names rhyme with each other. <laughs> Fun fact about Frank, actually, since we mm. finally put out the uh, one shot, is she uh, was not lying when she said she had her evil nature side out, but that doesn't mean she can't be evil. She just doesn't have to be if she doesn't want to. And she wears it in a necklace around her neck. It's trapped in a gym. Her evil is? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's the thing in D&D is like demons have like an evil essence that like makes oh, them evil. Yeah. That's cool. Fun fact. Fun fact. So fun. <laughs> it's a promise necklace. Uh, <laughs> she used to Momo. <laughs> Leslie Colton as Ekinem Umut. Froggily frolicking and flicking flies with my fast tongue. <laughs> nice. So good. Every time. We'll try to keep things more appropriate than the Ridley Scott movie Gladiator, but there will be violence. So last episode was so long ago that I don't remember what happened, but I remember a couple important things. One, Momo became a god. Yeah, that well, did happen. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Two, you reunited with your bodies, but promptly became frogs because of the old wizard Larry the Bullywug. We really upgraded. Last episode, we ended with you guys giving your like Survivor-esque intros, your like audition tapes for the Coliseum as frogs. <laughs> yep. I have no <laughs> recollection of this. <laughs> and so you are in the like green room of the Coliseum getting ready for the gates to open. Is there anything you want to say to each other before you get thrown out and get your bearings in the Coliseum. Guys, what did we say my name was? I forgot already. <laughs> I think you just got to come up with another one. <laughs> oh, dang it. I feel like I had a really good stage name, too. As a question to the Dungeon Master, would you say that this Coliseum counts as swampy terrain? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have advantage on stealth checks made to hide in swampy terrain. Yeah, you'll have to see. Okay. Let me look at my frog character sheet and see what I can do. Okay, so we're going to do this Hunger Games-esque where you are in your room and then there's going to be like a little elevator that's going to bring you up to the floor of the Coliseum and you will get your bearings. So as you're trying to figure out, Ekonem, what your fake name should be, the floor starts to rise. At first, it's hard to see because of uh, you've been in the dark for a little bit. As your eyes start to adjust, you see that you are in a Coliseum. The Coliseum is a circle 200 feet in diameter. There are about 30 other people in the Coliseum. You see a handful of demons. You see five academy wizards, some fancy-dressed halflings, some pirates. You see three devils, and then you see another devil. The other devil is the pit fiend that you saw, I think, like two episodes ago, maybe three. It's so hard to remember now. <laughs> uh, that was locked up in the basement. But this is like a massive 12-foot-tall 
800-pound pit fiend that is very scary. And you also see a group of little ninjas. Ekonom, give me a perception check. 21! Okay, Ekonom, as the floor rises up and your eyes adjust, you immediately clock Vera Avalon, Uh standing among the little ninjas. No! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for the listeners, Vera Avalon will be played by my real-life sibling. Yes, they will now introduce themselves. My name is Emily Colton, and I will be playing as Ekonem's nemesis, <laughs> Vera Avalon. Uh, and my fun fact is, once upon a time, I won an arm wrestle against a cloud giant. Nice. Wow, nice. Sure you did. That was ranked and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm gunning for you, Vera. Okay, so some ground rules for the Coliseum. So this is going to be some fairly standard combat with exceptions. First and foremost... There will be no opportunity attacks in the Colosseum. So you can move as freely as you wish. You can run in, run out, whatever you need to do. You have total mobility, no opportunity attacks. You may roll a skill check as a bonus action. Typically, that'd be an action, but you can attack and then also like roll perception. You can communicate with each other on your turn, like a couple sentences max. The terrain in the Colosseum will be whatever you want it to be. And so you can, at the start or end of your turn, make one change to the Colosseum. So you can say, there is a house in front of me, or half of the Colosseum is swampy terrain. (laughs) (laughs) The most important thing is that this is a fight, this is a combat Colosseum, but you are being judged by skill points. So if you do something cool you will be awarded skill points. Last episode, when you guys gave your introduction, I awarded you skill points based on how cool your introduction was. So if you want to win the crown, you have to be the coolest group. Does that make sense? Mm. Are you keeping track of skill points or are we keeping track of skill points? I'm keeping track of skill points. Okay, cool. And your name is Team Battletoad. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I do have that written down. (laughs) I regret nothing. Uh, Oh yeah, Jimbo's here too. We will roll initiative now. Everybody roll initiative. Oh, boy. 22. Four. Five. Eight. So you get up there. You can now see that there are weapons and potions lining the outside of the Colosseum. Hunger Games style, you will have to grab your weapons and any potions you'd like. And I'm going to make you roll on a D100 table for them. Wait, do we have our regular weapons? You do not. You do not have anything. Okay. Do we have clothes? Yes. (laughs) And so you can use a bonus action to like scout. If you choose to like spend a bonus action looking for a weapon, I'll give you a better weapon. Okay, so I don't have items? Correct. So I don't have the one item that you've forgotten about that I've been plotting with. (laughs) Not as a frog. I've forgotten about it. Maybe as Momo you do. (laughs) Correct. Okay. (laughs) This is Jar of Bees. It is no. Okay. Did I get I have a jar. I got a jar. This item comes back to like it's been over a year since I got it, and I was waiting for you to forget what it was so I could. Well, I've since forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I'll set the scene and then we'll let Vera go. So as the Colosseum, as there's like the blinking light, boop, 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 a horn sounds and it just breaks out into total madness. You see the devils on the opposite end of the Colosseum. The three devils start ganging up on the pit fiend. And then the four demons immediately run to the pirates and halflings and start just like ripping them to shreds. The uh, wizards are playing it pretty strategically, and they're kind of like laying low a little bit and shooting out some magic. And it is Vera's turn. 
Pretty much everyone is occupied. Who's unoccupied for me to... So you can also attack occupied people. I'm going to write out a list of your options of who you can fight. And then I'll also write out the initiative. We should take the there halflings out it. first. Yeah, there's only one halfling and one pirate left after the demons rip them apart. Okay, maybe they'll <laughs> deal with them then. Ekanem looks over and sheds a silent tear thinking of their friend Scar. Oh. 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 Rest in peace. He's peace. not dead. Oh, right. Well, pretty much dead. Dead, right. <laughs> also worth noting is that Vera does not recognize you guys since you are frogs, correct? Yes. <gasps> You're right. right. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm hoping that'll allow me some sneak attack something. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Vera, as it stands right now, it looks like the least occupied are going to be the wizards who are just hanging in there and then the battle toads who have just entered and are getting their bearings. Yeah, the wizards. Mm-hmm. Vera spots the battle toads. Yeah. The toughest toads in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> He growls. <laughs> They're ruffians. I don't like the looks of You're these a, creatures. Are you a bird person? I sure am. Yeah. Do birds growl? This yeah, bird does. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I can't help but heckle, okay? Okay? I was My whole job the is thing. the older sibling. Ekonem's over there like... That weird bird is this bird. (laughs) That's not normal. Frickin' bird. Dim the lights. Okay. Here we go. Okay. You know, like we're on American Idol. Nice. (laughs) Are you declaring that as a Coliseum change? I am. Okay. I am. The Coliseum becomes dim light. I head over towards them. I shadow step. How far away are they from me? Can I shadow step and just kind of appear in front of them? Yeah, I'll allow it. Okay, cool. And I have advantage on the first melee attack. So I take my short sword and strike. I'm going to roll to see who you're going to hit because there's no reason you'd be targeting one over another. Yes. And you hit Ekonom. Wow. Poetic. Yeah. Great. How dare you? (laughs) So roll to hit and roll damage. I am doing flurry of blows. Okay. 12. Does that hit? 15 does not hit. Dang it. But I'm making two unarmed strikes. After that, I go with the karate chops and I'm making loud he. <laughs> Roll to hit on both of those. Frank Oz, is that you? <laughs> 13 and 27. Okay. The 27 is going to hit. Roll your damage. Seven. My karate chop connects with <laughs> Ekonem's neck. The frog toad bulge ripples a little in slow-mo. <laughs> wow. The crowd Beautiful. goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a, a style point for that. That was good. No style points for the American Idol reference? Come oh, on. yeah. You know what? Come You're on. right. The dim- dimming the lights was really good. I forgot, about that. <laughs> I, forgot I was giving style points. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have your ninjas do anything? Oh, yes. My ninjas swarm the other three battle toads and begin attacking. Oh, okay. Great. Both of you take, uh, I'll just roll a d4 for each of you. Oh, you both take one damage. Okay. (laughs) Great. Five four foot tall ninjas are swarming each of you. (laughs) They're little ninjas. They didn't go pick up any weapons yet. (laughs) Okay. And now it is going to be Momo. You're being swarmed by ninjas and this raven just karate chopped Ekanem. But they're little ninjas. Yeah. The first thing I think I'm going to do is actually, I know I'm getting attacked by ninjas, but I've seen the Hunger Games. I know what's up. (laughs) Is there a center with a bunch of equipment? The equipment is lining the outside. So it's pretty much right next to where you are right now. So you can just, this turn, you can look for and grab a weapon. Before I do that, I have multi-attack. I'm making two blood lash attacks. I rolled a four and a five, but it's a plus nine. So that's a 13 and a 14. And you are attacking the ninjas? Yes. Okay. Those are both going to connect. 10 and 10. Okay, great. Oh, 
And if the target is a creature, it can't regain hit points until the start, so it can't be healed. Okay, <laughs> lovely. So, yeah, I basically just slash and, like, blood goes spraying, and then I'm going to go run and grab an item. Okay, so two little ninjas are now half dead. <laughs> you make it sound like a bedtime, like, now I feel bad. Two, <laughs> two little, little ninjas. ninjas. <laughs> Jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his One head. fell off, and now he can't regain hit points. <laughs> <laughs> so, Momo, you uh, half murder two ninjas, <laughs> and then you are going to look for weapons? Yeah. Okay. No, my babies. (laughs) (laughs) So you used your action to attack and you're using a bonus action to search. So I'm just going to roll for you on the random weapon table and see what you get. Okay. I'll roll twice and you can take either one. Got a 78. This one's lame. (laughs) (laughs) I'll read it though. So it's the playwright's dagger. It's a dagger, but the blade is an illusion. So the dagger leaves illusory cuts and stabs marks as if it were a real wound oh my gosh so how long is it gonna take you to figure out <laughs> that, that it's, it's not, not a real dagger does oh it hurt as it as it impacts it does not <laughs> it's just like someone's drawing on you with a sharpie yep yeah but like if i act well enough make a deception check well enough maybe you'll think it hurts me <laughs> a placebo weapon yeah so you find on the ground in, uh, the playwright's dagger and also 68 Summer's Warmth, a long sword made of a blend of gold and mithril. Ooh. It has two effects. First, it will project light as per the light spell. Cannot be dispelled or canceled by darkness. The second effect is that it generates warmth and heat in a 20-foot radius. Uh, so it's just a regular long sword that's bright. Okay. Neat. That's hot, I guess. <laughs> hot and bright. <laughs> hot and bright. I'll allow you to pick up both of them since it's a dagger and a long sword. All right. Dagger, long sword, and I'm going to hold off changing the arena until I have a better idea. Okay, great. So on Jimbo's turn, Jimbo's going to try to eat one of the ninjas. Oh, no. Okay, great. Now it is Ekonom's turn. Good job, Jimbo. Okay, uh, first off, I'm going to say, oh, I don't have any good catchphrases for this. What's that drink that's like swampade or like swamp water? Gatorade? Grape juice and orange juice mixed together. It's like called like swamp Okay. This is swamp water. Yeah. News to me. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> swamp juice. That's what it I is. I will swamp allow juice. a swamp juice. Like, let, let's make some swamp juice here. And then uh, <laughs> emanating out from Ekonem, as far as it's able to, there's going to be some swampy terrain. I was wondering if making a stealth check to hide in swampy terrain would count as a bonus action or an action action. I'll let you do it as a bonus action. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that dexterity stealth check while looking for weapons, and then that's probably my turn. I'm setting myself up for next round. Get out of my swamp! (laughs) There it is. You did it. You found it. (laughs) The first thing you find is a petal bridge, an ornamental dagger decorated in petal lilies. As an action, you can throw this dagger at a point on the ground. A bridge of flowers immediately springs in between you and the dagger. The bridge can hold up to 600 pounds at once. The bridge has an AC of 10 and 50 hit points. And then your okay. second weapon that you find, 38, Corrosive Spray, a scythe that deals an additional 1d6 acid damage. There you go. Those are your weapons. A scythe that deals an additional 1d6 acid damage? Yes. Okay. Is the dagger standard dagger plus one? Let's, let's Just do a standard dagger. And it has the ability that it, could, dagger. that it okay. can make a bridge, which is excellent for style points. Okay. I don't know if I said this, but the reason the this Coliseum like event is being held is because everybody in the Shadowfell is really sad and they just want to be entertained. <laughs> and so the crown was an opportunity to bring people from all over Faerun to come and like put on this big show. And so that's why you win by getting the most style points. 
Nice. Okay, Ekanem, um, I'm going to give you a style point for saying, get out of my swamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And I need to roll with advantage to stealth. Yeah. 25? Great. If somebody's trying to target you, they will have to roll higher than that to be able to see you. We are moving on now to Mr. Pickles. Pablo Escofrog. Pablo Escofrog. You are in a dimly lit swamp. Yes, he is. This bird that you probably maybe recognize. I do, kind of. Just slashed at Ekonem and then Ekonem went whoop and disappeared yeah. into the swamp. I think I recognize this bird. <laughs> Do you say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know this bird. <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> I'm going to bite this bird with my frog bite. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to roll bite. for it. Let me see what I get. Nom. <laughs> roll for nom. 13 plus 5. That hits. Oh, I'm going to bite Vera and say, don't hurt my froggin' friends. <laughs> Get your dirty jaws <laughs> off of me. <laughs> That's eight damage. Okay. And then I'm going to do a frog backflip out of the swamp okay. to go look for potions. Nice. Okay, so you're rolling for a potion? <laughs> yeah, potions because I'm Pablo Escafrog and he needs something a little special to get him through. Yes, he does. Is this like Batman rules where we just had frog in front, in front of everything we do? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I'm, trying, I'm going for style points. <laughs> so you've got 27. Okay. So you find a potion. I'm not going to tell you what it does. Oh, boy. Drink it and see. Yeah. I mean, that'd Do be you fun. Bet. <laughs> Death potion. <laughs> and then your second is... Okay, great. Yeah, I've got it for you. Also, on my character, it says I have a royal spear. I don't have that, right? Correct. Dang it. I technically don't think I had my short sword either to to swipe with. I should have gone looking Whatever. for a weapon. Yeah, we'll I say know. you used your talents. Yeah, it's fine. You spent some time searching instead of missing on me or something. It's not like you did much damage anyway. Oh. oh. Wow. Well, I should have done more damage because I had advantage, but we're not going to retcon that because um, I'm less petty than you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we came here to see. Yeah. <laughs> Style points. Versus sibling. <laughs> so I just don't know what potion I got, but I got a potion. Yes, you have two potions. I have two you potions. Have two potions. And they're mysteries. Yes, okay. they do things. I guess that's good. Maybe. Uh-huh. Can I drink one? Uh, yes, you may drink one. I'll allow you to drink it as a free action. I'm going to drink the more sparkly one. Okay, great. It's more enticing. So you chug this potion, and you feel your body start to get weightless. Ooh. You can levitate for the next six rounds. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm literally high. <laughs> we'll just say you are zero G. You can use the Colosseum to like create things in the air to like push yourself off of, but you're just zero G right now. You can move freely however you'd like. He's froggy swimming oh. through the air. Yeah, you are you are swimming through the air. I'm gonna give you a style point for that. All right. Does anybody remember what I named that guy? Which guy? There was a guy that like interviewed you. He had you do that puzzle where he trapped you in a room. He's gonna do some in-between rounds commentating. I love a good commentator. Oh, look at that. The pit fiend has been grappled by the whip and the bodyguards are starting to surround it. And it looks like that demon has taken out the last pirate. The halfling is gunning for those wizards over there. I wonder wonder how that's going to go. And we're back up to Vera. <laughs> nice. I'm going to go for Mr. Pablo Esco Frog since now it's personal. Oh my gosh. Now it's personal. You say now it's personal. You just impersonally stabbed one of your talons into me. <laughs> Did you move anywhere after you became weightless? Yeah, I'm swimming through the air. How high up are you? Are you within reach? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> we'll definitely, say that you are. You Definitely not within reach, <laughs> since you asked. Either way, you can use a Coliseum action to uh, get to him. Yes. I'm looking for, there's the thing that I can like, oh, unarmored movement improvement, which is fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> I can move along vertical surface and across liquids on my turn without falling. Yes. You are a bird. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That's a good point. You can fly. Can I actually fly? You can fly. All right. Well, I was making this harder for myself than it needed to be. With a brisk caca, <laughs> I, I, I take off in Pablo Escofrog's direction. Oh, this is beautiful. I tuck my wings. I spin like a bullet straight towards him, and I cast darkness on Pablo Escofrog. Oh, wow. We've got a dogfight up in here. <gasps> it's black. What's going on in there? Okay, so you are in the air at the height of Pablo Escofrog, and it is black around you. We don't know what's happening. Oh, crap. My spinning wing maneuver was launching me in the direction of Pablo Escofrog, but he doesn't know where I am. Correct. I think the only thing I can do is an unarmed strike right here. Okay, great, yeah. 28. That's going to hit. Does that hit? <laughs> Absolutely does. Ouch. And my momentum carries me past Pablo Escofrog, lands me on the wall behind him, and I start looking for a weapon my next turn. Okay, so now it is Momo. So are these wizards wizards from the academy, by the way? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I should have mentioned that. These are Academy Robe Wizards. That is very intuitive, Momo. Good yeah. job. Muy inteligente. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's kind of getting personal between Mr. Mickles and Vera. Also, I can't fly, so I'm going to let you guys them. didn't attack Vera, so someone had to. <laughs> you can use a Coliseum action to create stairs or an elevator or whatever you'd like. It's true, but I have another plan. Okay, great. First thing, while I'm still by the items, I just want to see what else there is to okay. find. Uh, you're looking for a potion or a weapon? Let's go weapon. I bet I can do better. Okay, you find Gauntlets of the Wolverine, a set of metal gauntlets, each having three retractable blades, 1d6 slashing damage. Monks have proficiency with this weapon. Okay, so for my showmanship, I'm going to make my way to the wizards. Okay. And I'm going to go, you might not know who I am, but I know who you are. And they say, oh, we're pretty famous, so uh, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, screw you, and then I'm gonna... <laughs> they do finger guns at, at Bobo. <laughs> do you want an autograph? I have something else planned in mind. I'm going to use my uh, action for the land to uh, say that they are in a unoccupied space. Like, So I'll say it's kind of flat terrain. Okay. And then <laughs> the, uh, the set block you gave me has layer action, so I'll say that unoccupied space is my layer. <laughs> And I am going to use the earthen fist thing on the set block. You can use the lair actions just as Coliseum actions. That's fine. Okay. Everybody has lair actions right now. <laughs> I'm going to use the earthen fist. So they're in an unoccupied space because that's what I'm doing with the thing. Okay. And uh, so a giant fist rises out of the ground where they are and tries to grab them, basically. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I only rolled a four, but I do have a plus 11 with this. So it's a 15 to hit. This is just an attack. There's five of them. So it only hits one of them. They take full damage. 13 damage. Great. And grappled. So basically, if the fist misses an attack roll, then it will disappear. But until then, as long as it keeps hitting, it remains for future turns. Okay, great. Is that your turn? Well, so that's the Coliseum action, and then I'm going to do the uh, Blood Lash thingy. Okay, and you're attacking the same wizard or different wizards? Uh, I'm going to do the same wizard twice. Okay. 16 and then a nat 20. Those both hit. I will roll damage. Nine. So Orzer comes in and is like, wow, that frog is squeezing the living daylights out of that wizard. Oh, shoot. It popped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you two style points for that because that's really cool. 
Yee. Pop goes the wizard. <laughs> As the wizard pops and is completely dead, the crowd goes silent and looks towards the royalty booth, you know, in a coliseum where like Caesar would sit. Mm-hmm. What's your passive perception? 11. Okay. Uh, you do not notice where everybody looks. You see them like grow silent and Orzo fills the space. So you don't notice what they're looking at. Okay. Orzo continued is like, wow, pop goes the wizard over here. Oh no. Did that Kraken just swallow a ninja? <laughs> Uh, and now it is Ekonem's turn. You are down a ninja. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about how to do this. So first of all, I'm going to throw the pedal bridge dagger towards where Vera is. Very nice. Vera, nice. Uh, <laughs> roll to hit. Do I have advantage because I'm hidden? If you're hidden, you have advantage on all attack rolls. Okay. That's going to be a four. So it kind of goes clattering past, I imagine. Does like the bridge arc up near Vera at all? Uh, yeah, I'll allow it. Okay. I'm going to then run up the pedal bridge and go flower power, miscreant. <laughs> I have a plus six to hit. It reaches five feet, one target. Does a 14 hit? No. What's your AC? Oof. 15. Okay. But I have multi-attacks, so I'm making two short sword attacks. Boo. <laughs> a 19 hit. Yes. Oh. Okay. Drat, these cursed toads. <laughs> Filthy animals. So I have 1d6 plus 3 piercing damage plus 4d6 for my sneak attack because what? you're engaged. You're within five feet of Mr. Pickles, right? Correct. I've been getting 1d6s plus like two. Then <laughs> you get 4d6? Well, I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Nine piercing damage. And you have to make a DC 15 con save. Eight. Okay. So now you take poison damage on that failed save. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm immune to poison. Oh, yeah. Monk. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, monk. <laughs> what? Oh, that's tragic. Do I, do I have an opportunity here to deflect missiles? It was not the dagger that hit you. Okay. And you're immune to the poison anyway. So I'll live with my nine damage. And then I think I'll tat the tattoo and let the illusion drop. And I say, witness me. <laughs> and Ekonem comes out of froggy form. and Yes. And is Ekonem. All right. Okay, I'm going to give you lots of style points for that. That's very dramatic. The crowd is clapping for you. <gasps> yes, I want the frog. Wait, can I? Can we keep Ekonem's frog form as a separate frog? Well, uh, can just... they can they split, and then <laughs> the frog that Ekinem is no longer is just a frog now. I think I think that's what happens actually. Oh. I need that but frog, like, but not a four foot tall frog anymore. Just right, a, just a baby little frog. Yeah, okay, okay, sure. Just a regular yeah, frog. Fine. Right. A frog hops out, <laughs> but you're still in darkness, so you don't see any of this. I going know. Down. I just need that frog for later. <laughs> I'm so lost on why you want this. You'll see. It is, in fact, your turn, so... Oh, gosh, wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> well, I'm in darkness, too, so I don't really know how I can uh -huh. use That's this. That's what you get for biting me. Wait, can you move out of the darkness? Or That's is it a centered? good question. How can I get out? Yeah, Vera cast the darkness on Mr. Pickles. I sure did. Okay, for my turn, I am going to be so sad because I'm floating aimlessly. Round control to Major Toad. <laughs> I'm going to let out a croak decree. <laughs> and um, it's going to be, 
Help. <laughs> Help, I can't see anything. <laughs> I'm floating. I can't see. But it's going to give you guys all my other frog. Oh my gosh, Leslie's no longer a frog. We'll count it. <laughs> Each bullywog within 60 feet gets advantage on their next attack. Just wanted to give that to you guys. And then I'm going to float to the ground. I know where the ground is. Right? I sure. can't see, but I know where the ground is. Yeah. And I'm going to just like crawl around and try to find a weapon. <laughs> okay. You find the claw shard of the primordial dragon. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> a silver dragon claw from outside of the multiverse. I don't know how that works. <laughs> you reach through the, the multiverse and you grab the claw shard of the primordial dragon. The dragon is so large that a single claw is bigger than a mountain range. What? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, this is just a shard. <laughs> it was summoned to smash the Tarask back to sleep after it made its way into the hands of a single lizard. There's a lot of lore for this thing that Cody just found. Did I just become a god? <laughs> I think this makes you cooler than a god. So. Yeah. yeah. I might never become a pickle again. I mean, Mr. Pickles again. This is your alter ego. You actually like look up laser tattoo removal just so you can't accidentally like touch it in your sleep or something. <laughs> and rem- so remember, he's a fluffy frog. He's yeah. a fluffy frog no. as the sheep. Yeah. I'm getting away from the fluffy accusations. Cody, add to your character sheet. We'll say a plus two longsword. Did you want to do any Coliseum action? I'm going to keep, you know, frogging around. Do I find the <laughs> other frog that Ekinem left behind? I'm going to call to it because I can speak to other frogs. Great, yeah. And I'm going to say, rivet, rivet. <laughs> In a very, like, sexy way. Roll, roll for... <laughs> Wait, roll for, um, Roll to seduce frog. Rivet. Rivet. Cody, this is supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> roll a charisma check. Okay. Just to see how fast the frog is running towards you. Okay. Let's see. Let's do this thing. We get in that one. It's running away from you at top speed. <laughs> 15. Okay, great. The frog will beat you by the start of your next turn. Okay. So next turn, you will have your frog. All right. The trap is set. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Looks like everyone's just fighting out there. <laughs> okay, back around to Vera. <laughs> what a fight commendation. Everyone's just fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that fighting going on. Vera just screeched, witness me, right? Uh, Ekinem did, yeah. I'm Vera. Yes, Hi. Correct. Vera is... Hi. I'm Vera. Hi. Thanks for being Hi. here. Hi. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking around for weapons. Okay. This is the first time you've looked around for weapons, right? Yes. Okay. You're refusing to witness me? You're looking at weapons right now? <laughs> uh, it's purposeful shunning. Vera looks away. Doesn't witness. I avert my eyes. <laughs> okay. I blush and giggle. <laughs> you find the wolf's fang. It is a plus one short sword. This short sword allows you to turn into a dire wolf during a full moon. Ah, only during a full moon? Yes. Oh, but you could use your, uh, well, I don't know why I'm helping you, but you could <laughs> declare that as I, a As my Coliseum action, I, I, sure, I sure could. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The, col- <laughs> the, the moon col- is not in the, within the Coliseum. <laughs> it's it's above the Coliseum. Dome. The col- it's like, it's got like Literally, the LED. Yeah. This is like, it's Truman Show-esque. Yeah. This is like catching fire. It's a clock. It's a clock. <laughs> <laughs> the Coliseum extends all the way to space. <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going with it. I'm just going to roll again because it's your first search. Okay, I'm just going to send this to you. Don't worry about the stats or anything. Just tell me when you use this. 
Okay. And I will make it work. But this is perfect for your character. So where is Vera in the scope of things? It sounds like you are against one of the walls, probably about 60 feet away from the other ninjas and right next to Ekinem. Okay. And there's also a pedal bridge leading across the Colosseum. Yes, there's a giant bridge of flowers from you to your ninjas, basically. Ah. And Ekinem has just appeared before you. Yes, and I giggled and blushed. <laughs> <laughs> there was a chance to change that, but now it's set in it's stone. It's <laughs> Are, are you flying right now? I'm just on the ground, posing with my scythe drawn. It looks super cool. I breathe out and lightning crackles around my breath. First things first, I uh, make direct eye contact with the queen sitting in the queen box. Okay. Give a cheeky wink. And then I'm going to shadow step so I have advantage. And then flurry of blows, use key to do unarmed strikes. I deftly stepped into the shadows and in a poof appear in front of Ekinem. <laughs> I say, witness me! <laughs> and unleash my flurry of blows. Copycat! <laughs> Listen, it's points for style, not originality. <laughs> 19 hits, I hope. Yes. Does an eight. Okay, great. And then you're spending a key point to do flurry of blows now? Yes, we'll just move right into the unarmed strike. Flurry of blows. To hit was a 16, which... Hits. And the damage is a six. Oh. And to hit again is 27. And damage on that is... 11. Wow. How you doing, Ekinem? 41. Okay. So my short sword connects and pierces through the shoulder. Ooh. It'll take more than that to take me out. Yeah. Ooh. Give me some style points. <laughs> no. Ekinem is a crowd favorite. Again, with the with the cheeky winking and the he-yawing the whole time, I, uh, I'm i slick with it. I got the riz. I'm looking yeah. at the queen the whole time, just striking Ekinem, not making eye contact with them at all, you know, staring down the queen, making sure she sees what's going on. Karate chop to the neck. Yeah. Karate <laughs> chop to the leg. Yeah. And a stab. Great. <laughs> I said, I liked you better as a frog. Oh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Wonderful turn. Now it is Momo. You have picked up some weapons and you are surrounded by ninjas, I think. You're still like, no, I oh no, you're with the wizards. I didn't use my ninjas. I can just have them fight. I want to direct them. Okay. I say, my babies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want them to come to you? No, I want them to keep attacking Cody. Uh, me? <laughs> you bit me with your slimy frog lips. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> this is personal. <laughs> it is personal. I'll bite you again. Charge into darkness. The darkness is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a swarm of ten ninjas forget about Bobo and start charging towards the uh, very confused, very scared. Weren't they stuck in the swamp? And there's only nine ninjas. Oh yeah, the nine ninjas. One of them is in Jimbo's stomach. They're going to run through the difficult terrain of the swamp into the darkness. Great. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Momo. They'll follow you into the dark, so. Yeah. Nice. So, All right. Death cab for cutie. Dark yeah. side Can we have that just, that's my Coliseum changes. That's that's yeah, playing I'll, in the background I'll follow you into now. the dark is playing. I didn't, Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Momo's going to just lean into the villain energy that's going on right now. Okay, great. He's, he's just going to go. You think even if you got this crown, you can keep it safe? <laughs> oh. So who are you saying that to? <laughs> to the wizards, because we stole uh, the last one from them. Mm. They don't know that it's you, though. They think you're still a frog. Right. Wow, that's so well, menacing. Well, they know it's me, because I commanded all to witness me, and they knew I was a frog. Did they get a perception check, too? Yeah, maybe make an intelligence check for the wizards to perceive Ekinem. Yeah, I'll roll a perception for them. Okay, great. I've rolled it. Okay. They are going to take psychic damage from you saying that, though. <laughs> they took five psychic damage. What? Nice. They're so freaked out by a frog. 
for my Colosseum action. Okay. A giant clay golem bursts out of the ground. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to have him attack one of the wizards. Okay. 25 to hit. That's going to hit. Okay. And then it's a multi-attack, so I'm just going to roll the second. And that is a 14 to hit. That also hits. 12 damage for the first one, and then 13 damage for the second one. Perfect. All right. I'm going to look over at what's going on with that giant pit fiend. Give me an insight or perception check while I explain to you what you see with your eyes. (laughs) Okay. So you see the pit fiend is fully grappled, tied up on the ground, and the three other devils are just like beating it up. Okay. That is a... uh, Insight is intelligence or... I think it's wisdom. Okay. That is a 19. Okay, so some lore. Pit fiends are kind of like third in line as far as devil hierarchy. So Osmodius is top dog, then Fierna and the other archdevils are like second in command. Pit fiends are like third just behind Fierna and all them. So they're extremely powerful and influential in hell. The other three devils that are there attacking the pit fiend, it seems extremely personal to them. Okay. It does not seem like they're in this for the entertainment. They're just like wailing on the pit fiend. Got you. Yeah. There's more going on than just a coliseum here. I think we need to save the pit fiend. I want to figure out what's going on there. So I'm actually just going to join them in attacking the pit fiend for now to try (gasps) to figure out what's going on. I am going to... They're bullying him, Bobo. Yeah, but he's a giant... (laughs) Fiend, he's not a great oh, guy. <laughs> so, you obviously haven't seen Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the pit fiend looks like a 12-foot Balrog, but with wings. <laughs> so not Shrek. Imagine like a 12-foot muscular devil with nice bat wings. How muscular are we talking? Asking for a friend. <laughs> very muscular, very <laughs> handsome. Very handsome. Okay, so I want to figure out what's going on, but... Just to try to get the devils to maybe give me information, I'm going to join them in attacking. So, you know what? I'm going to use... Because either way, we got to take care of this thing. It's not going to be fun for us. So I have a ability that recharges that I'm going to use. I'm going to go join the devils and point at it. And yeah, it's not going to be so good for it if it fails a DC 17 constitution saving throw. Okay. This is for the pit fiend? Yeah. <laughs> Let me look through my million stat blocks. There he is. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at the wizards and go, this fight's too easy. (laughs) And then run off towards the pit fiend. The pit fiend saves. Okay, so it was supposed to be 38, but then halved. So 19 damage. I just show up and give that pit fiend 19 damage. Great. That pit fiend is looking extremely hurt. He didn't do anything wrong. He's more damaged emotionally than physically. Yeah, he's being (laughs) bullied by devils. Okay, so I'm going to take a couple turns in between these turns. So Momo, you run away from the wizards and the wizards are going to start chasing you because you deeply offended them. (laughs) And one of the devils is going to turn to you. Your armor class is less than 20, right? It is indeed. Okay, so out of the three devils, there's one devil that looks like a female pit fiend wearing like super cool armor that is the one with the magical whip that tied up the pit fiend. She is going to turn to you and smack you with her longsword and say, stay out of this. This isn't your fight. You are going to take 20 damage. Yikes. That is eight slashing damage and 12 poison damage. Oh my gosh. Ouchie. And now it is Jimbo's turn. Jimbo is going to regurgitate the ninja and a little like stagehand is going to come in and cart that ninja away. 
(laughs) (laughs) Aside from some exceptions, most of these deaths are non-lethal because this is for entertainment purposes. The wizard that Momo squished was extremely lethal and that was why everyone went silent for a second. But for the most part, these deaths have been just like healable deaths. (laughs) It's hard to heal goo. (laughs) Now it is Ekonem's turn. Okay. Not looking too hot now, are we? I'm just deciding how badly I want to hurt you. (laughs) You need to make a... Oh, wait, no. I'm definitely doing shatter. You need to make a constitution save and make a 13. Okay. Nat 20, so 21. What? Okay. Half as much damage on a successful save. 15 halved to... Seven. Where is Vera right now, just positionally? Between me and the bridge, or am I between the bridge and Vera? I think we're both kind of the side of the bridge. Okay, we're we're on the bridge facing each other. Sure. Yeah, that's fun. I think I'll just do a flurry of blows, key point, two unarmed strikes. Does a 17 hit your AC? Yep. Okay, that's 11 damage. And does a 28 hit your AC? Yeah. That is seven damage. Okay, I think that is all I can do. And I'm I'm making a pit so that the bridge is elevated from <laughs> everything else around it. And it's very cinematic and dramatic. So it's just us on the bridge. No one else can get to us. Yeah, so it's just us exchanging blows, blocking each other, getting in jabs. Very cool. It's very vicious, convincingly. So <laughs> it's almost like we're not acting at all. Yeah. I think that's my turn. Okay, great. All right, so Pablo Escafrog, he has now successfully coerced his fellow frog to come towards him. Hello, little frog. This is a multi-turn level shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, frog. Thank you. I mean, gracias, mi amigo. I'm Pablo Escafrog. De nada. (laughs) (laughs) He speaks Spanish. He's a frog. Yeah, frog speaks Spanish in Veyron. Thank you for um, helping my cause. I will now... Commence with Frog Rider. The frog has advantage on melee attacks made while riding a frog mount. (laughs) That's what that was about. I'm going to ride him as a frog mount. Okay. What are the ninjas doing? Because they're surrounding him in the darkness, technically. Uh, The ninjas can't see, so they're kind of just flailing around. I'm going to roll 2d20s. They're all missing. They're kind of hurting each other a little bit. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, Pablo Frog is now riding his frog friend. He is just very powerful now, so he's going to probably just go start attacking some people blindly. I'm still in darkness, so let's swing. Let's see what we get. Okay, so just roll with disadvantage. No, I have advantage on attacks. Okay, so yeah, roll regular. Okay. (laughs) I got a one. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a multi-attack. I can take two attacks, one with my weapon and one with my bite. By being on your frog mount and trying to attack, one of the ninjas finds you and attacks you. That's going to be your natural one, and you are going to take one damage. Fine. I'll (laughs) take my second attack then. I'm going to bite that ninja that just freaking hit me. Great. Okay, let's see. 12. 12 is going to hit. Yay. Roll damage. That is nine. Yeah, that ninja is going to have to be taken out of combat now. (laughs) Okay, let's say I bit its head off. Are you doing lethal damage? No. Okay. <laughs> I feel a ripple, a disturbance in the shadow shadow ninja force. Okay. Well, this is what we'll say. You are in the darkness. You get on the frog and you swing your sword around wildly. It gets one of the ninja's cloaks, letting them know where you are. And so they like hit you with their stick for one damage. And then you 
bite their head <laughs> and they like put their sword up. And so you bite their arm off and you kind of cut through their chest, but they're going to be okay. Sorry. Sorry, little gnome. And this is the last turn with the darkness. And so we'll say that you ride out of the darkness on your frog. Yes! On my frog. And as the darkness dissipates, you see a bunch of ninjas hitting each other and one of them in a pool of blood on the floor <laughs> starting to bleed out as a stagehand comes in and curts him off. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to point out, I think it was meant like you sit on top of a giant frog, but you're just piggybacking on top of another frog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, frog rider. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave that up to headcanon. You can see it either way. <laughs> okay. So that was Mr. Pickles. On the rest of the battlefield, you see the one devil that is mostly beating up the pit fiend is going to continue to do that. The other two devils are like little bodyguard devils. They're going to stand between the pit fiend and you, Momo. They're trying to like block you from hurting the pit fiend. The wizards are going to kill a couple demons and look at the ninjas and decide not to mess with the ninjas. <laughs> They're not a threat. <laughs> and then the wizards are going to go towards the devils as well. <laughs> they feel bad for the kids. Yeah, they feel bad for these little ninjas. They know what's going on. Back up to Vera. Oh boy. Ekanem and I are dramatically on a flower bridge over a giant pit of despair. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yes. No lava. Yeah, but there's a big pit. Big pit. <laughs> and flowers. <laughs> I am gonna shoot upwards, dramatically fly. I give an obligatory caca <laughs> as I fly away. And I just kind of hover, you know, in a circle, like as if I'm circling my prey so that everyone can see me, including the queen. Another cheeky wink as I poof, <laughs> turn into a dire wolf. Oh, I dive down using my dire wolf bite abilities, right? Okay, yep. Vera dire wolf charges down with body weight and bite force. Yes. Coming crashing down at Ekanem. And while I'm falling, I use scurrying caltrops right on the flower bridge, <laughs> right underneath. It, does it just make it difficult terrain or what does that do? When thrown down, they cover five square foot area. Any creature traveling through the square will cause the caltrops to scurry underneath their feet. So it's like I dropped a bunch of marbles on you. One bonks off my scaly head <laughs> and like falls to the ground. If I hit, then technically Ekanem can't be hit and not move pretty much, right? Ekanem, roll a DC 13 strength saving throw. Strength. 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 10. I don't make it. So as Vera the direwolf chomps down on you, you are knocked prone. Okay. And you are going to take one damage from falling on a Keltrop, and then whatever damage Vera rolls for the bite. <laughs> Ten. Ekanem, so you're going to take 11 damage total. Is that all you got? <laughs> I growl as a direwolf. Oh, yeah. You're standing on top of Ekanem's chest right now yeah. as Ekanem is pinned. I bare my teeth. Coliseum action. I'm going to use narcotic, uh, necrotic burst. Narcotics. Narcotics. You just like pump oxy and oxy. Narcotics burst. Well, I mean, we are talking about Pablo Esco frog. That's true. True. That might be my next action. I'm hoping I can basically hit all of the uh, devils. All of them need to make a DC 15 dex saving throw. Okay, so the Piffin fails. The only one that succeeded is the bounty hunter one, the one with the whip. So they all take five damage except for the bounty hunter, and they can't be healed until the start of my next turn. Okay. And then as that happens, I'm going to say, sure, I'll leave you to this as soon as you explain to me why a bunch of devils are trying to kill a pit fiend. 
Oh, I don't need to get into this right now. This is none of your business, but this is a defector and we can't have that. So maybe we should kill the smaller devils. Yeah, we need to save that giant guy that's being bullied. (laughs) So that devil that spoke to you that's getting frustrated with you is going to make three longsword attacks. Only one of them connects. This time you're going to take 15 damage. Okay. I'm going to bloodlash at the one dude twice. Well, if he's a defector, I might be interested in hearing his story then. 17 to hit for the first one, and then that is 16 to hit for the second. Neither of those hit. Wow. Two slashes at the armor. This is a duel now. (laughs) Jimbo is going to run towards... There's only two demons left. Jimbo is going to 1v1, one of the demons. And it's very intense. Monster v. Monster. Mm, Yeah. Go Jimbo. Tentacles and slimy bits. (laughs) Go Jimbo, go Jimbo, go. Go Jimbo, go Jimbo, go. I try to get a chant going. I whisper, go Jimbo, under my breath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone's hero. No, it is Ekanem. Does a 15 hit your AC? It is my AC. So that's one. That's nine points of damage. 12 does not hit your AC. Correct. Bonus action. Key point to make two more unarmed strikes. Not 20. Nice. Oh, no. 13 points of damage. And then one last unarmed strike. Another 11 points of damage. I rolled really well that round. How are you looking? Not great. How many How many total? 33 points of damage. Oh, my god! I evaporate in a cloud of smoke. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Vera is down. So that was intense. Just to like recap the last two turns. So the last turn, Vera shot up into the air as a raven, silhouetted by the moon, lifted their uh, short sword, turned into a dire wolf, nosedived, bit Ekanem, knocked them prone while scattering caltrips all around on top of this big flower bridge in the middle of the Coliseum. And Ekanem stands up and then just punches Vera until Vera gets knocked out. Do we get one last line from Vera? You think you're worthy of my words now? Oh! Oh. Vera is going to be dragged off. Can I not evaporate in a cloud of smoke? It's way cooler. (laughs) It's way cooler. I will allow you to use your, like, shadow step thing. Yes. When you get knocked out, as you hit the ground, you turn into a puff of smoke. We'll talk after the battle, maybe. How are my ninjas doing, by the way? They're a little directionless. <laughs> Those are my parting words. I'm like, take them all out! Win for me! How will the Colosseum battle end? Tune in next time to find out. Our fantastic DM was Ethan Despain. This episode was edited by Ethan Despain with assistance from Bo Wright. Our show art was made by Seth Prestwich. Caverns and Krakens will return at the end of December. Gracious. Uh, We're really putting the almost in this this point. At this point, I'm remembering that my dad listens to the podcast. Just trying to keep it below Gladiator. Um, Shout out, John. Thanks for listening, John. We love your support. Yes, thank you, John.